You've heard of 60 Minutes. This is 60 Seconds. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of 60 Seconds. I'm Ted Copper. Today, we have one of Major League Baseball's up-and-coming color commentators, Richard Johnson. Richard, uh, thank you for being on 60 Seconds. Hey, Ted, you can call me Dick Johnson if you want. How's everything going out in the baseball field? It's a beautiful day today, 98 degrees, the grass is green, the players are taking the field, and I'm going to tell you right now, the smell of pretzels and Dodger dogs are out of this park! If you know what I'm saying. Well, Richard, or should I say Dick, thank you for joining us today. How is the green holding up over there, especially now during COVID? Well, I'll tell you right now, the green grass is beautiful. And even the green grass in my pipe, if you get my feel, hey, that one's going over the wall. She's gone. Anyway, Ted, uh, if I don't mean to uh, boast my own horn, everybody in the ballpark getting ready for the standing seventh inning stretch. Back to you there, Ted. Anyway, the grass out here is beautifully green. Uh, It's a little dead because we haven't had any rain in about two years, but we've got an outstanding paint crew, and they have given a nice coat of latex right over the grass, and it looks brand new. Speaking about brand new, hey, if you're down by the park, come on in and check out Bill's Chevrolet. Check out some of those brand new Chevys that we got, and they're ready to go. Zero down. Good credit or bad credit. Dick, tell us the last time, the last time that the Dodgers played the Yankees in a World Series. That was in the 80s, wasn't it? Ah, you stand so correct right there. Hey, Ted, you must have been a big baseball fan when you were a kid, right? I was, especially with Ron Say, Steve Garvey, and Fernando Valenzuela. Oh, you're talking about some of the latest, greatest Dodgers of all time. I remember being at Dodger Stadium during Fernando Mania. I was a mere teenager, and I was uh, barely calling... uh, uh, games up in the local part of Gregory Park in Montebello. I was called Little League Game. was making them exciting. Take it home to the kids. One for everyone. Everybody, let's see. Hey, Toscano, they're about to throw the wave. Hold on. Have you ever seen cardboard cutouts do the wave? It is insane. Smells like wet cardboard. Back to the topic, Ted. <laughs> Take it easy, Ted. You know, it's funny because you called me Toscano first and now you call me Ted. <laughs> <laughs> so dick tell us uh what is it that you want to accomplish by uh what is it that you want to tell our audience here at uh back to the 80s sports network well i want to tell everybody that's uh the beautiful listening audience right there to go on down right now they're giving two beers for one dollar and you can get an ice cold soft drink maybe a pretzel get a dodger dog maybe get an angel dog whatever venue you're at go grab yourself a hot dog and right now seeing that they're only letting 10 people in each game today get yourself a cold beer that's right two for the price of one and i want everybody out there to feel the love and joy the unity that baseball brings hey this one's up and out of the park there she goes all right dick well thank you for joining us today and now this has been your color commentator Richard Johnson. This is Ted Copper. Thank you for joining us. Major League Baseball Color Commentator of the Year, Richard Johnson. Hey, everybody out there. Remember, sports fans and sports fans alike, I want to thank you all for joining us. And remember, if you're coming down to the ballpark, remember to throw your trash in the proper receptacle and to stand for attention when it's time for the seventh inning stretch. Hey, you guys all go ahead back, right back to your seats. And if you can't sit down, I want to assist you all to going back to the 80s. Take me back to the glory days. Back to the 80s. Oh, take me back. I want to 
You're listening to Back to the 80s. Toscano and Chang with you another Friday, reminding you that are listening right now to get over to our Facebook page, give us a like, become one of our followers, subscribe to our show because we got a lot of madness and mayhem coming on. Got some great guests in the upcoming weeks. I want you guys to stay tuned because our grand launch to the Back to the 80s program is on Halloween. So stay tuned. We've got special guests. We've got ghost stories and stories that'll make your skin crawl. The best part about it is we got the wondrous Chang with us. Chang, how are you, man? I am long and strong today, my good man, Toscano. And how is the most incredible Italian man in Southern California that I know doing this fine day? If you want to hear me and Toscano make you feel better for a longer period of time, please jump onto our Patreon page and help us help you. And reminding you guys that every cent that you give helps two starving 80s kids. That's right, Toscano and Chang. So head on over to our Patreon page. Help us out with whatever you can. It goes a long, long way. We've got a lot of great programs coming up in the very near future. And we've got a great program for you guys today. Because, check this out, Chang. Last week, we asked everybody on our Facebook page to describe their social life in the 80s and to kind of compare it to what kids today are going through or how they live today. And uh, you know it. I know it. We've got tons and tons of posts and comments on this uh, everybody seemed to to want to chip in with this and I think it's it's just uh, awesome because we learned quite a bit and with all the stories that were said and posted I learned that we're not so different all of us that were from that era we really really do think alike so let's say before we get started we take a little identifier break when we come back Back to the 80s is taking us on a ride. You're listening to Back to the 80s. We never stop. Never stop. Not even when it hurts. Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. Non-stop unforgettable memories from the 80s. Back, back to the 80s. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, 80s cats, kitties, and 80s ladies, you are back with Back to the 80s, hosted by Toscano and Chang. Uh, we're going to hit you today's show with uh, our post. And uh, Toscano, why don't you go ahead and read one of our very first responses, and let's take the show with that. And let's get this party started. I know, I know. You know... A lot of these posts were really good. Some of them were really funny, as they are always. Yes, yes. But a lot of them are, were really serious, and you know that a lot of people are really nostalgic during these times. Right. And once again, let's go over the post. It said, describe your social life in the 80s and compare it to kids today. Tom T. Patrick Ryan mentioned that he was in college from 82 to 87, and his social life was mm -hmm. dancing, drinking, and playing Trivial Pursuit. Beverly Blevins Staley said that she was in high school from 1980 to 1984. Her biggest social event was cruising the local strip on Friday and Saturday nights. Oh, yes. That was a fun favor, I think, of all of us. I remember cruising Whittier Boulevard, homie, with all my homies there. Over there in East Los Montevideo, all the way to Pico Rivera. And then I remember going down to cruise Sunset and getting some of those 
fine 80s ladies of the metal scene. There was something about the 80s, wasn't it, about the cruising that that just made you get excited when you knew you were about to go cruising? When you knew Sunday was cracking, you knew your weekend was not over yet because it was going to be cruising. You hit one of those highways, and then you start creeping down that old highway, and you get to check out all the cool rides, all the people that are walking back and forth. You hear all the music getting cranked, so many different types of music, all kinds of different types of people. You had the cholos and the cholas. You had the punkers and the punkettes, and you had the rocker dudes, the rocker chicks. You had the the kind of uh, alternative uh, style looking cats. I mean, it was almost like uh, it was like a candy store of people when you went cruising, bro. If you know what I'm saying. I mean, you had hot rods, low riders, motorcycles, uh, crazy looking vans, and that was the era. Remember when people would put murals on their vans? You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, I remember that these big old um, these big old com- van conversions. Remember? Yeah, dude. I my sister had one of those. We used to roll in that thing, bro. Oh, no, Boy, those bro. were great. And if you if you remember, we all d- depending on the group that you were with, you would all pick a different restaurant to to hang around uh, the parking lots to hang around. Uh, you yeah. get some parking lots filled with bikers, another parking lot filled with low riders, and so on. Yeah, it's, that's what's crazy. Everybody like, created their own territory and their own space uh, at certain locations, which was always cool. You know, you pull into the parking lots and you roll around that little area, and then you drive back out, and you always get a an eyeful of some craziness and an eyeful of uh, something to, where uh, all of a sudden you go, hey, let me out of that car, hey, that troll looking at me. You want to roll back and get her number and stuff, swing on her hoop earrings. You know what intrigues me is that it's unfortunate the kids today won't ever, ever understand what we had and how good we actually did have it. And one of those main reasons is because of this, the amount of social interaction that we had. That's all we did. That's all we knew. Correct. You know, unfortunately, Correct. kids these days, they either know something that is related to a screen or being at home, uh, maybe at times go out with some friends, but they don't have the amount of interaction, personal interaction that we did, you know, the social interaction that right. we did. It's just how it was. We didn't have right. all the technology that we do that unfortunately they do today. And so, you know, we weren't we weren't stuck in front of a screen all day. So let's continue. We have John Paul Snyders who said that he's still amazed at how much interaction in social life and friends that he had and that they managed to get together daily without the use of any kind of phones, and how much stupid stuff they did without being afraid of it showing up on the Internet. Because, of course, I mean, they just can't leave their phone. And talking about phones, I know this is an 80s show, but I want to recommend you there's a great program on Netflix. It's called The Social Dilemma. When you get a chance, check it out. The Social Dilemma. It's on Netflix. It's an eye-opener because... There are so many people, and not only the young people, but it, there are so many older people that think that there's nothing wrong with how things are going today. It's just the advancement of technology, and it's just uh, evolution, basically, and we have to adapt. Watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix. For us here, back to the 80s, I mean, we still have to interact with people online. But as far as on a personal level, I'm trying to, as little as possible, you know, watch YouTube videos and things like that on my phone. That's because Big Brother is watching, brother. But, uh, you know, Big Brother has always been watching us, and 
I mean, that was a phrase that was put to us, I believe, in the late 60s by uh, Jefferson Airplane. You know, they made that song, Big Brother and the Holding Company, and that too also backed up Janis Joplin. Music has been talking about Big Brother for years, and this goes all the way into, as a matter of fact, into the 80s with Judas Priest when they came out with the album Screaming for Vengeance and a song uh, that uh, they call Electric Eye. Right, I remember that song, yeah. So, I mean, we've always... You know, you've always had to have known that Big Brother is watching. Uh, but nowadays with uh, with uh, our mobile devices, our tablets, uh, e even some of our uh, computerware that we may have at home or on the go, you know, the government's able to tap in and find out what we're doing. If you notice, uh, you buy a brand new TV. It's not like the old days. Now you have to program your TV with your phone, so it has to be compatible. So now Big Brother is aware of what you're watching on TV, you know. I mean... It's scary. It's a bit, uh, to me, it's a bit uh, losing of our freedoms, which this country was uh, supposedly built on. Everyone has a freedom. Uh, uh, unfortunately, as we are seeing society decay, we are losing those freedoms. But uh, to our own stupidity and our own negligence, yeah. we lose more and more yeah, every day. Yeah, I agree. Eric Johnson said that in the 80s, he'd go ride his bike and go on bike trails or around the neighborhoods. And they'd go to the prairie, try to catch snakes. And the kids today would never, never go out to do that. Imagine telling a kid today, hey, let's let's go ride our bikes and let's go catch some snakes, you know. I would try to tell my grandchildren when they were up here visiting me for about a month during the summer, hey, let's take a walk. Let's go to the creek. Let's go look for some wild animals and uh, make some hats out of them. And they were like, whoa, Papa, I think you've <laughs> lost your mind. <laughs> But yeah, it's true. You know, kids nowadays they've lost that uh, that edge, that kind of little bit of toughness. That uh... well, I don't think they ever had it. You know, because a lot of these, especially the Gen Z, I'm not talking about millennials. I think they lost it because they still grew up with their parents from the 80s, uh, 70s, and 80s. Yeah. But uh, Gen Z, these these kids born after 96 and and born today, yeah. this Gen Z, they're in it. I mean, they're born in it, so they don't know any better. I'll tell you, bottom line, who I think, I believe, is to blame. And that's us, the 70s and 80s uh, kids that, you know, we didn't have this technology. So when, when it came in, we saw the development of all this technology. And so when it came in, I mean, it, it blew us out of the water. We were so thrilled to have it. We had no idea what it was going to do to us. And unfortunately, instead of us putting a bridle on it to control it, no, we, we let it go rampant. We just let it go. We had no idea what it was going to do. And we've allowed our, our kids. And in my household, we didn't allow our kids to have phones until they were, until they were 13 and 14. Uh, most of their friends, most of their friends already had phones in school. And they told them, you know, they kind of looked at them weird for not having phones. But deep down inside, I believe that most of us parents from that era, from the era that we miss, are to blame because we've allowed our kids all these uh, liberties for whatever the reason. I mean, we weren't always in quarantine. We didn't always have COVID-19. So we can't just blame it on on just allow the kids because they, what else are they going to do? No. I agree. I, I kind of blame the rapid rate and the kind of easy complexity that people have about getting divorced or uh, not getting married, which I, I'm not going to condemn that either because Lord knows I am not married and I've been with the same woman going on 32 years. It's all about commitment. Uh, it's all about respect. It's all about love and truth. 
Uh, now, I think our generation and a little bit of uh, the 70s generation, my brother, I feel dropped the ball in, in, as in parenting skills by couples being so quick to get divorced or separate and uh, get so many deadbeat dads that we see out there. Now we're starting to get a lot of dropout moms. Uh, you know, our generation kind of paved the way to show our children that you don't need to have commitment. If it's getting tough, bail out. And unfortunately, uh, that we see in so many relationships, so many children being uh, brought up with step-parents or in and out of, uh, out the door, some type of a parent role as mom or dad are always sleeping around. So I do blame our generation, but I also do blame uh, kind of the government in a way too, brother, because it is so very hard to make ends meet and survive in modern-day society. It's a, it takes two parents, if they stay together, to go out there and run a household. So they both have to be at work. We see a, 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 a climb in the percentage of latchkey children, which you know that terminology, where kids are just being at home. We have no more, really no more park programs for kids to go hang around with and they're watched by somebody else and they're doing crafts or they're playing or something in the park. We don't see any of that. So what we have is a lot of kids that only have mobile devices and a lot of freedom to do whatever they're going to do. And, and a device cannot guide your kid on what he can or can't watch. It cannot uh, give your kid as much education as you would like to think or as much as technology was supposed to be used for. So uh, there's... I agree with you that our generation uh, dropped the ball, but uh, you also have to understand, like you did say, uh, the millennial children, children of uh, you know my generation. My kids, they didn't get a cell phone until they were already adults, and they had to buy it themselves, brother. You know, my children have good work ethic. They know what it's like to go camping and playing outside, and you know, playing hide and seek and riding your bike. You know, they didn't grow up with. Uh, your typical, oh, you put them in front of a video game and, and then they're lost forever. Or they go to hit their laptop to do homework. I mean, that was just non-existent back then. Yeah. If you get a chance, watch The Social Dilemma. It's going to open your eyes. Take the time. I mean, if you're a parent and if you're not, watch it. Because you may be one of the ones that uh, that uh, special is all about. This is Back to the 80s. We're going to take a very, very quick breather when we come back. We're going to keep reading posts. Stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Back to the 80s. We never stop. Never stop. Not even when it hurts. Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. Non-stop, unforgettable memories from the 80s. Back, back to the 80s. This is the one and only Back to the 80s. Toscano and Chang here with you. We were reading posts from something that we placed online on our Facebook page that said, describe your social life in the 80s compared to kids today. 
We got tons of feedback, and I want to thank you guys for that. We left off on one of your posts, and it's Sean McCormick. Sean McCormick said, I was in junior high and high school in the 80s. He said, I walked to school and back home. Lived in a very, very small town. He said, my social life was spent at lunch or recess, hanging out, talking. Of course, there were our version of the 80s version of texting, you know, passing notes in class and finding one in your locker. He said, our biggest events were on Fridays. They were either football, basketball games. And he said he was a very shy kid, but then had some few friends and he would hang out with him and their girlfriend, his girlfriend at the time. Other than sports, school dances were big, especially prom. No proposals or fancy hotels. The junior class decorated the gymnasium. That's great stuff, man. So, Sean, thanks for thanks for all that input, man. Now, Sean, I want to ask Sean a real quick question. Hopefully he's listening to the show. What high school did you go to that you called it recess, and were you playing on the monkey bars? Because when we were in high school, it was great. Well, he did say he was in junior, oh, junior high. high. He said he was in junior high and in high school. Oh, I thought maybe he was a junior getting high. That's, <laughs> I misinterpreted where he was going with it. Yeah, yeah, I see. I see. Famous Triggs said weekends in the 80s were waking up at 6.30 a.m. every Saturday morning, then either playing outside or at the mall in the afternoons. To which I asked them, wow, 6.30 in the morning to go play outside. Yeah, that wasn't me. I was one of those guys that slept till 11 on Saturdays. Wow. But you were, you were, you're a lot younger than me, so you were probably out on your big wheel late at night and you were a little tired. Well, that must have been very, no, I was out on my big wheel in the 70s. Okay. Uh, from the 80s on, it was strictly riding bikes the entire decade. I was riding my bike. Now, what kind of bike did you have? I had two. I had a BMX bike. Nice. And and I also had a uh, a twelve speed. Back then, mm-hmm. I used to love you know the the going fast and and riding bikes like that. Yes. Hey, I heard uh, you like riding bikes like that. I can that we can see you sometimes on the weekends with your spandex. Uh, every now and then, if uh, you come down to the area where I live, but I will not give up that information. The surprise. You will actually see me riding up and down the highway and the byway in my spandex Levi's. (laughs) Now, these are not spandex, but these Levi's are so tight, it looks like you painted them on me. Every curve and bulge is seen all the way down to my Converse high tops. That is too much info. Let's go go on with the post. Sometimes I wear a Judas Priest shirt. Sometimes I don't. Craig Foreman said, biggest thing I noticed were the freedoms. They were so different. We had freedom to bike everywhere we wanted to go. And today we just have the freedom to search on the internet to go wherever we want to go. So the freedom of biking is so much more liberating. Well, yeah. You know what I find ridiculous? Anybody that takes a spin class. You go in there with a oh computer gosh. in front of you and you pretend you're out on the road with other people and you're enjoying yourself yeah, riding a yeah. bike. That is crazy, right? That is like... Th- this whole movement of, of riding this Peloton yes. bicycle, because I understand a lot of people don't have time, but come on. You know, working class people have always been busy, whether it was in this era or in the 80s. People have always been busy. And somehow you can make time to hit a trail on your bike. Come on. That's, yeah, I'm talking about, you know, it's everything is so yuppie nowadays. 
You know, and, and to me, yuppie is like guppy. That's not a real fish. That's that's nothing real. Not even a real that's, that's frog. Right. I mean, you're in the middle of being nothingness. And oh, me and Karen are going to go take spin class. You know what? I'm going to spin the middle finger at you and go jump on my BMX, and I'm going to hit some trails and do a little bit of mountain biking and living and smelling the earth and, and and taking that breeze in from the trees while you sit there at your computer and you and Karen pretend you're riding by Josh's house. <laughs> Have at it. Been All right. Class. We got uh, Bridget Ann Maldarelli from upstate New York. Yeah, how you said, doing, New York? Good to hey, see you. She, huh? said, Good to hear from you. she said, uh, I had a big group of guys and girlfriends. Uh, early on, it was bike riding to the local swimming holes or hanging out at a friend's or another's house. And once everybody started turning 16, it was bonfires and kegs at one friend's house. And in the winter, Good sorry, I'll take, the, <laughs> I'll take the accent out. But in the winter, she said um, that they moved into the garage or the basement. She said, mm. my mom was super uptight about everything. So a lot of times I told her I was going to one place and ended up in another. I was the baby of the group. So I had a lot of protectors. We also rode around uh, the back of pickup trucks with a couple of guys that had their license, went to the movies, fairs, outdoor concerts, fairgrounds. We all went to local speedways to watch racing and real-life bumper cars. Music was a big thing in our lives, as as was driving around at night with the music blaring. Now, there's somebody who had a great youth. Now, there's some kind of dame that I wish I would have met back in the day, you know what I mean? Maybe she would have wanted to go out and hang and bang with the Chang. I don't know. You know, but that's my kind of girl. Going to go watch fast cars, bumper cars, you know what I'm saying? She likes to go for a ride. Uh, my kind of girl. That's Bridget. That's Bridget. We also have Fred Zernjewski. Sorry, Fred, if I massacred your name, but you said that you would hang around Fred with Mertz. your friends, what? having fun outside, bowling alleys, going to video games, at the alleys, movies and theater, going to the pizzeria, Zernjewski. drinking, getting in trouble, fights between rival parts of town. Well, this is uh, my kind of guy right here. Yeah. <laughs> and just being a kid with no worries, no stress. He said he would watch uh, old adult films. Oh, and the girls, yes, the girls, the 80s decade that made us and set the ground rules for the rest to follow. Point is that we all did things that we all wish that we can get our kids and, and uh, you know, the grandkids and the family and maybe the kids down the street to do. You know, we have been camping once in a while or you go to the lake or wherever it is that you go and you see the kids. You know, I've seen some of my family members and you want them to, to pick up a ball, to pick up a bat or, or just, I don't care, just go run, play mm -hmm. tag. I don't care because they're young, very little. Right. No, they can't drop their dang phones. And then you tell their parents who are also our age and you tell them, you know, why don't we have them leave their phones so they can interact between each other? I mean, after all, we're family. And they just stay quiet. No, we can't. They, you know, they wouldn't want to. And that drives me up the wall because, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it's sad because, you know, and you and we, and we get, I get disgusted probably just like you because right. these are an adults. And they can't get away from their social device to interact with their kids. And then they're going to complain that their kids have heart problems or dietary or problems you know? or uh, joint problems, muscle problems, because they get no uh, exercise. Uh, they just sit around in the, in the boob tube and eat. And 
you, it's so sad because uh, you see some of these parents and obviously they're not in the best of shape, best of health. But then you look at their kids and it resembles what their parents look like. You know, and then you wonder, uh, how could you feel comfortable with showing your children how to be lazy, uh, no activity, and just uh, caution to the wind when it comes to your health, mentally exactly. and physically. Kellyanne said that uh, she know. was heading to the movies on Friday night, and then uh, they went to meet boys at the ice cream parlor, splash parties at the swim club, or going to dances. She said, we literally lived like Stranger Things, the series, and rode our bikes everywhere, wherever and whenever, with no phones, no distractions. You know, she said Saturday morning cartoons with sugary cereal and then playing with her Barbies and ColecoVision with her best friend. That was life. I had, I'd have to agree, you know. Uh, I just feel that the disconnect is so great with this generation. It's, it's sad, actually. When I talk to some of these young kids, they look at you like you're an alien, bro. And not only do they look at you funny, yeah, not like when we used to look at our parents and our grandparents and go, oh, yeah. Remember then yeah. when they used to tell us something about their childhood, we used to go, yeah, you don't understand. You guys were, it was a different time. But that's about it. We're not that old, you know. Yes, we're a lot older than kids in high school, but, you know, we're oh, yeah. at least 30 years older than these kids in high school. But 30 years is not for you to say, oh, my gosh, you know, you're an alien. I don't even know what you're talking about. Nowadays, you see a lot more lack of respect with the younger generations and the younger kids. And like uh, that also stems from uh, parents not uh, partaking in their children's lives daily, uh, not having the social uh, surroundings that we grew up with or, or our children grew up with in their era. So when that is lost, it's hard for the individual child to learn how to respect when they don't have social skills. The other thing is... If you look at some of the television shows and cartoons that uh, children nowadays have grown up with, there is a scenario in a lot of these things where the children are smarter, wiser, and more intelligent and a lot more freer than the parents in these kids' shows. And that shows them how to disrespect and talk down to the adults and get that laugh soundtrack. And kids feel that that is the proper way to be what they see on TV, the disrespect. But, you know, they're getting not the laugh track, but they're learning how to pretty much pave the way that they want. And the other thing is, like, lack of discipline. Like, I'm old school. You know what I mean? And and I, if my daughters acted up, I'll spank them. If my grandchildren have shown any disrespect, then I will spank them on their butt. I'm not beating them, but they'll get a little spank. And I think... When it came to where the child had the power, I'll call the police. We lost a little bit of our uh, way in society, uh, you know? Well, we lost our ability to have our rightful place as right. adults, as right. parents, as the, as the authority right. figure. Because if you know, you know some people in, in leadership, they say, no, you are not to touch your kids, period. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, that we have uh, somebody that posted this comment. Her name is Monique Monville Minick. She said adults had full authority over ye yelling at kids back in the 80s. And if they were doing something stupid, especially if they were doing something stupid, now you can't even say hi to a kid without the parent being up in your face telling you that you cannot even talk to their child without yes. permission. And, and you know that 
that also, I believe, comes from this fear that people have of each other. Uh, sex trafficking, uh, child pornography, child, pe you know, pedophilia is, is at such a high rate nowadays. A lot of parents have fear of who that person is, and that's very understandable. But then again, uh, that falls in the same bracket. We have more of those type of sickles and attacks because of breakdown at home with parents. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, like I said, oh, I'm old school, bro. I'm, there's no way in hell that I'm going to, oh, okay. Well, yeah, Karen, you say. John, you need a timeout. Yeah, you you know what? You didn't hear me? You want a timeout? You're going to take a timeout in breathing <laughs> when I smack your butt so hard you lose your breath on the way to the shower. That's your timeout. Uh, Gene Kent said, playing Dungeons and Dragons every Saturday after cartoons basketball in the spring, football in the fall, watching Dan Marino on Sundays when football was football, oh. riding bikes and walking in the neighborhood at night, uh, causing trouble, jumping yeah. into ditches. And w whenever a car came, even if they could see us, watching TV during the week. Um, when I got older, he says, partying on Friday and Saturday night, listening to classic and Southern rock, going to see hair metal bands, Different time completely, wasn't it? He said it was an awesome time. We agree. Gene, thanks for the post. What do you think, Chang? Lean Gene, you brought back so many great memories, Gene. Keep remembering those memories. It's going to keep you young. It's going to keep you happy when stuff is hitting the old basket of crap. Keep the faith all the time, Gene, and thanks for hitting us. Hey, this is Back to the 80s. Stick around. When we come back, we've got Chang Grease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ooh! You're listening to Back to the 80s. This is Back to the 80s. Toscano and Chang with you. This is the time of the show where we take those things that made us angry back in the 80s. And in honor of the most wondrous Chang, we've called them Changreed. So Chang, tell everybody what made you Changry back in the 80s. You know what used to make me changry back in the 80s when I would go cruising with my homies and I had to sit cherry in the middle? That used to get oh. me changry. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? What when we used to finish cruising and I was starving, yet I didn't have a cent on me. And all my friends treated me were to some fries at times. Uh, cold fries at that, I'll bet. Very cold. It was their leftovers. Ah. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that? The TV show, The A-Team, bro. That show was so stupid. <laughs> that was a great show. I don't know what that made you so dislike the 80s. Oh, my God. Shut up, Murdoch, fool. <laughs> you know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that? The show Cheers. <laughs> great show. <laughs> you know what got me changry back in the 80s? Yep. People that didn't like Cheers. <laughs> You know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that, bro? When your friend's parents got a brand new car, they came to pick you up, and it was a Yugo. Oh. 
You know what got me changry back in the 80s? Yeah. Curfew, homie. <laughs> I don't believe you kept up with your curfew. You oh, know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that, bro? Watching Michael Jackson's transformation. Oh. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? Yeah. Shaving. <laughs> you know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that, bro? When you see guys dressing up with Michael Jackson's beaded red zipper jacket with a bunch of pins with Michael Jackson's face. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? Michael Jackson! <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that about the King of Pop. That, ladies and gentlemen, has been this week's Changries. So thank you all who posted your Changries to our direct messages. And I want to invite you that if you guys have something that made you angry back in the 80s and you want us to talk about it here, we can do it. So write us directly to our Facebook page. And if you act now on our Patreon page, we are going to give our very first individual that donates an autograph of one of the lists of Changri's that we've done on the show. That's right. You're going to get an official autograph of Pescano and Chang on a list of Changri's that we have done on our show. All you got to do is act now, be one of our patrons, kick down whatever you can, and start the move to making you happy all over again. What do you think, Toscano? An autograph, Toscano. I think that is an excellent, excellent idea, and uh, it's a go. You promote I'm the going heck to, I'm going to run with it. <laughs> all right, so before the break, of course, we were talking about the post that we put mm. this past week on our Facebook page where we talked about where we asked people to describe their social life in the 80s and kind of compare it to how kids socialize today. And we got tremendous amounts of feedback. And one of those, one of those that I'd like to share with you is from Lorianne. She said that she's so glad she grew up before kids begged to get a GPS tracker mm. for Christmas. She said, I had so much more fun that my kids even tried to have. And none of those stupid teenage things that she did went viral in a video, thankfully. Oh. Isn't that crazy that now anything you do that's yeah. dumb is, you know, people are going to see it well, on YouTube. You know what? The co-founders of that are the, the those those uh, four dudes that used to be called the jackasses. Those cats brought on an <laughs> ultimate stupidity wave in America and it would just, it caught on. And I like to say it as I see so many jackasses out there in the real world, and that show's not even on anymore. But, I mean, YouTube is full of uh, people committing asses of themselves, and they're getting hits. And, and you know, generations are thinking these people are stars. And it's like, right on, right on. But it was the, the birth of the jackass is why we see an increase on jackasses as we <laughs> sit here and speak of it now. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is let's see uh bruce beagle said re he preferred real not manufactured through technology which is what we all agree and jason fleetwood yes. said he would ride his skateboard and bike all around pasadena hop on the rt all right pasadena that's Home right he said he used to hop on the rtd bus you remember the rtd oh we used to call it richard t davis bro <laughs> 
<laughs> Jason says it stands for rough, tough, and dangerous. Oh, yes, that's a good one right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that bus would take you in and out of some of the darkest places in the entire city that you grew up in. RTD would take you in to get crack, coke, uh, crank, <laughs> weed, alcohol off an illegal ga- uh, uh, liquor store, take you uh, all the way to uh, a mall, take you to a horse track. And, uh, RTD took you anywhere you wanted to go. You yep. know what, bro? I used to trip out, man. Sometimes if uh, if I had to, yeah, I would jump on the Richard T. Davis and cruise Whittier Boulevard. I'd take that sucker the all the way down, get off on the Atlantic, bro, and then run across the street and take that full, that effing thing all the way back, bro. And it was cool because, you know, you're way up in the bus. You get to check out all the girls that are wearing mini skirts and all the cats that are in there drinking beer trying to hide it from the cops. You get to see the, you get to see all the drug paraphernalia. RTD was bad, bro, when you had to cruise. The way to go. Oh, oh I know. Katrina Kaiser said, cruising the towns, high school football games, the powwow, concerts that were affordable. Now, do you remember concerts were actually affordable back then? Now, if you want to go see a concert and you don't want to, if you want to, even if you go in the nosebleed section, you're looking at $200 a pop. Sometimes, depending on the artist you are, sometimes you go to a concert and it's a festival seating, you're going to spend maybe 35 to 50 bucks a pop. But, uh, Long gone are the days where you can go get a floor seat for like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. You know, the only way you're going to get that deal, like I say, festival seating, and it's almost like a dog-eat-dog fight for your seat. So that's not exactly. the best way to go. Oh, Daniel Colangelo said listening to songs on the radio and waiting to tape them on his sound system, playing video games, riding my bike with friends, watching my favorite TV show, and if you missed it, you had to wait for reruns in the summer going to Blockbuster Video and picking out the new releases before anyone else could. Now, Toscano, let me ask you really quick. What kind of a mixtape was uh, in the mind of a young Mario Toscano? Wham! Uh, maybe some kind of... Uh, <laughs> you were going to say that. <laughs> no, to be... You know what? Duran to be honest, um, it's, it's funny. To be honest, I've always been the kind of person that likes all kinds of uh, genres. Right on. And you know how usually you'll have well, for example, you, you pretty much only like, <laughs> I know you like all kinds of music. Right. I know that. But I can picture you back then strictly metal. Am I correct? Pretty much so, yeah. Pretty much so. Yeah. That and, class, and classic rock which yeah. was referred to back in the late 70s as acid rock, you know, with your Aerosmith. Right, right. Boston. And, uh, you yeah. know, I had I had friends that were into nothing but listening to uh, Power 106, mm. you know, um, Big rap. Boy! And then, yeah, and well, this is way before Big Boy. And then I also have friends that were listening only to rock. In my mm-hmm. case, I listen to everything. So my mixtapes, as a matter of fact, look what I got in front of me. Oh my God! So what? I'm showing Chang. What? Give me a, a two songs <laughs> off of one of well, those mixtapes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you said something about Wham, right? So I got Everything She Wants by Wham. But I've also got uh, "Living Inside Myself" wow, by Gino Vanelli. Yeah, that that was a bad song. song. Uh, "Keep oh, On Loving You" by Ario Speedwagon. Ro- "Rosanna" by mm. Toto. Oh, Rosanna. And then I got a Glenn Frey song too. Yep. And then I got "You Belong to the City" by Glenn Frey. That's just oh, an example. Wow. I remember that song. You belong to the city. And 
But you know what? Most of the mixtape songs um, before, I used to put the name of the songs. Now I just create mixtapes and I don't put the songs. I just put the word mixtape and stick it to the back of the cassette. You know what? When we are up and going, you need to do a music show just like Casey Kasem. Of all oh. the soft rock, smooth hits back into the 80s. And I think both of us should incorporate a music show as a sister or a brother show to the No Frog podcast back to the 80s. And both of us play different genres of 80s music. Therefore, when they are done and we release them from our stupidity of talking, they can go listen to us musically and be captivated and take off into their fantasy world of the 80s. What better way than to be carried away with 80s love songs with nobody other than the Italian guru of love, Mario <laughs> But I got to tell you, I mean, that's a great idea. But I also listen to, you know, I also listen to some rap. I, I definitely listen to rock. I loved Van Halen. And of course, you know my favorite band of all time is U two. Right. So I mean, Ooh. I listen to bands, uh, and I loved hair bands. You know, Twisted Sisters, Cinderella, Poison. I love those bands. Uh, even Motley Crue, Quiet Riot, and things like that. So I was all all across the board. You know, I could never just listen to one type of music. Well, I think that's why we surprise. I surprise you when we uh, we were playing our uh, trivia with the music. And I really think that I surprised you on some of the uh, other bands that I knew that were not hard rock or metal. Right, right. Now, I will never admit in a court of law that I sat there for hours listening to them and trying to <laughs> dance, but I had the incredible white man disease dance where I couldn't catch a beat. I won't go you know on, what's on record to admit that. You know what's funny? That yeah. most metalheads, most rockers will never admit, even though I know they do, and they know they do, listen to other stuff like, for example, uh, Debbie Gibson and Paula Abdul and, uh, you know, Michael oh, yeah. Jackson. You know, you know you're out there and you do listen to them. Yes. You don't need to, to swear on a Bible here in court, but I know you do. Now, uh, my wife resembled, resembled Paula Abdul when I first started uh, wanting to date her really bad. And as a matter of fact, two of my good buddies, they were heavy metal guys. Well, you know, they had the hair. And I'm going to give you their names, uh, uh, Henry Santos and Tony Fielding. Now, these guys were my buddies, right, long-haired guys. But these guys would rather go dancing if they could than go to a, a, a metal gig. And we used to call these two dudes Millie Vanilli because they had long hair. Then they would get into disco apparel. And drive around in, in, in my buddy Henry's IROC. Oh, man, it was Millie Vanilli all <laughs> over the place, bro. I, we used to call these guys Silly Willie, bro. That's what I called them. Hey, Silly Willie. Sam Dupree, uh, she said, riding her banana seat bikes, getting lost in the woods, eating French fries and real chocolate milkshakes at the local convenience store, waiting all week for Saturday morning cartoons, being allowed to stay up late, to watch the honeymooners oh, with the parents man, on yeah. Saturday nights. Everyone was with friends and everyone else, you know, monkey bars, jungle gyms, fresh hair, skin, knees, and dinner at, at uh, dinner table every night with the entire family at five o'clock. You know what I miss uh, back then? Uh, I miss watching Saturday Night Live with uh, Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo. Oh my goodness. Uh, that was... Do you remember when they did the skit 
of Stevie Wonder and Frank Sinatra. Oh, that thing, I was just going to bring that up. Hey, Stevie, what the hell are we beating around the bush for? This is 1982. Let's get right to the point, huh? Here, take it from the tops. We'll swing it, Stevie, with a bounce, baby. You are black. I am white. Life's an Eskimo pie. Let's take a bite. That was groovy thinking. Lincoln, when you set them free. We all know cats are the same name to Mexico. Good, bad guys and chicks. I am dark and you are light. You are blind as a bat and I have sight. Side by side you are my amigo. Negro, let's not fight. Ebony and good. ivory yeah, good, just living in perfect harmony. We're talking salt and pepper, oh, Sammy and Dean. Oh, Stevie and me are peachy king. You are white. You are black. And who cares? Who cares, baby? They would never allow that today on SNL. They would never allow it. Oh, yeah. Over the line, bro. Always playing over exactly. the line with the nightlights on. A lot of stuff that, that we miss. And one of our biggest top fans. Well, before we get to our one of our biggest top fans, we have Jesse Reed, who said uh, skating parties were big, staying the night with friends and playing Nintendo all night. Hey, who's that guy? Backyard football games, home run games at the baseball fields, riding our bikes to the local store, getting candy, running around and playing outside from sunup to sundown. So many great memories. And one of our top fans, Mr. Steve Chavez, said... Hey, who's that guy? I don't know. He sounds kind of interesting. He said he used to go to cruising Whittier Boulevard from Atlantic to Pico Bridge. Also, up and down Hollywood Boulevard, Sunset Boulevard, PCH, SoCal was a great place in the 80s. That's how it was for you, right? Pretty much so, bro. I've always been uh, one that likes to be amongst people for some reason. I could have been a politician, but I don't like lying to people, so... I just like being out there with people, meeting people, uh, feeling different energies. Uh, my father always told me it's the only way you're going to read people and understand what makes people tick and how the real world is is put yourself out there. Whatever response you get, that's going to tell you exactly what type of person that is. And then with your own God darn knowledge, you will decide, do I want to hang with them or do I want to just bounce? Food for thought out there. I agree. Let me tell you a funny story before we... In the program today, when we talk about the things that we used to do, sometimes things that, you know, back then, yes, we had a lot of fun, but we also did a lot of things that could have got us really, really hurt. Yes. And I remember we used to play tag. All right. We used to play tag with our bikes. So we played tag with our bikes on top of the school roof. Oh, yeah. Good times. And uh, yeah, and then we'd, we'd ghost ride our bikes off the roof, which means basically we'd ride really fast. And let go of the bike and have the bike just fall off the roof. Oh, yeah. We used to do things like that, but I remember I'm a bit older, so my childhood uh, days on a bike and doing anything that was anything crazy was in the 70s, and we would call that the evil Knievel experience. Ah, yes, yes. That's for I, another show, some of the things that we used to do. But then that's from the 70s, so. Yeah, and I remember putting a mattress outside of our house and doing the WW 
F wrestling scenes, throwing ourselves off the roof of the house. Great times. <laughs> I remember seeing uh, like uh, some of my partner's little brothers throwing each other on tables, jumping off the roof on the tables. Insanity back then, brother. Just <clears throat> the things that you could do back then. There's no way you could do them now. No. You know, this is back to the 80s. And the main reason we want to be here with you guys and why we thank you guys for taking your time to be with us is because we are all from around that era and we all went through very similar things. You know, I I remember, you know, Sam Dupree said uh, eating French fries with real chocolate milkshakes. I remember French fries and vanilla shakes and those were to die for back then. But... We all shared very similar experiences, which means we have a special bond between all of us. And now it's time that we share this same bond with our family, with our kids, with this generation that has no idea of what we were really like or what we went through back then. So I'm going to invite you guys that this week share something that you did in the 80s with the generation that needs to hear it. So from back to the 80s, This is Toscano. Thanks a lot. Be safe, and we'll see you next week. God bless you guys. Chang, here before I release you into your weekend, I want you all to remember to look at the weekend with a smile. Go out there and do something good for somebody. Remember, don't get caught up in all the crap that's going out there. Wear your mask. Keep your hands clean. And remember, hey, everybody out there, (laughs) hit us on our Patreon page. Give what you can. Help us help you because together – We're one big smile, and that's what the world needs. Remember, only through unity will we get prosperity. We all have to rise up so we wise up. So until next Friday, this is Chang saying, Hasta la vista, adios, arrivederci, to all my homies in the hood. Orale, see you cats and kitties next Friday. Peace.